Welcome to the Humans of Hospitality podcast. I know so many of you listening to this show love your local bar, your local restaurant, maybe your local hotel, and have so many fond memories of time in hospitality businesses. This is the podcast where we get to chat to the human beings behind the scenes of that industry. Maybe the chefs or the bakers or the coffee roasters or the gin distillers or the craft brewers or the entrepreneurs, but all doing an amazing job of making sure that hospitality stays interesting and the big dull formulaic brands do not take over our high street please enjoy the show In this week's conversation, we are chatting to Jason Barber from Black Cow Vodka. Now, Jason puts it like this. If you've been sitting behind a cow for 15 to 20 years, your mind has plenty of time to wonder about the best way to use the milk you're producing. So the Barbers are the world's oldest surviving family of cheddar makers. They've been making cheese and producing milk for over 200 years. And up until recently, conventional dairy products had done them very proud indeed. But then in 2012, Jason launched something very different. The world's first and only vodka to be made entirely out of milk. In the last seven years since it arrived on the scene, Jason's farm has had to ramp up production of its unique black cow vodka from a couple of thousand bottles a year to between 120 and 130,000. Its fans include local delis, farm shops and bars, as well as major supermarkets and, as you'll hear, a clutch of A-list Hollywood stars. Discover how a piece of yeast the size of a flea was the start of this incredible story and how Jason and his talented business partner Archie turned Black Cow into a global brand. It's amazing what you can achieve when your mind starts to wander during milking and I very much hope you enjoy this week's conversation. Jason Barber, thank you so much for sparing the time to be on the uh, on the podcast. That's no problem at all. <laughs> it's appreciated. Not that you know what you've you got yourself your way into. Down here as I well. did. Well, I was going to start with that. So, yeah, where in the world am I? Because I've right. just driven through yeah, some amazing well, this countryside. This is sort of pirate country here. So this is West Dorset. So we're nearly nearly at the edge of Dorset here. Um, so we're just north of uh, Bridports and west of uh, Bemminster, basically. Okay. Beautiful part of the world. How long have you it's been lovely. here? Um, we've been here, well, we, um, 2012, we sold our first bottle, so I suppose about eight months before that, basically. W- you, is the farm here as well, with the cows? Is no, that, no, no we rent these buildings, okay. um, basically off of Will, who was my best man. Okay. Um, they used to make uh, Child Hay ice cream here. Yeah. Have That's heard in the name. Yeah, few, I wonder yeah. why I knew Child Hay. Yeah, so. Child Hay ice cream. They used to do Child Hay milk as well. Um, right. And so the buildings... Um, were made up for food production already, so um, we didn't have to do quite so much to them as if it was in my buildings. Yeah, so because how far away is your, because you've got a lot of cows of yourself, I think, this is how this journey started, which yeah, we're looking if, forward to coming into, but how far away is that Yeah, from yeah, you? so my farm's about a mile and a half, okay, two miles close. away. Um, yeah, they're at Zebra, basically. Good. So I'm looking forward to getting into into the vodka, but I want to start a little bit with, with your journey, but your, the barber journey is even, even older, I think, isn't it? Well, can you just tell me a little bit about, yeah, the barber history in farming and cheese? Oh, right. Yeah, no, so I think my, my, my family have been um, 
milking cows for about 300 years or so. Wow. Um, before that, I think we were drovers or, or rustlers, one or the other. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, no, we've always been um, farmers in our generations, yeah. Because you were brought up on a farm, was it, was it a natural yeah. trajectory? Was it yeah, always going to yeah, be no, the way? So I'm, you... I'm Dorset born and bred, so, um, so born in Zebra, then moved away farming and then came back to farming back at, um, and sort of took hold of the, the dairy side of the family business in 2000, basically. Okay. How many cows? Uh, at the moment, I've got about 270. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And that yeah. was the traditional dairy farming. So originally yeah. milk and, and what yeah. were you doing with so, that? So my family, um, my family also, uh, well, they're the oldest cheddar cheesemakers in the world. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. So, yeah, so we probably originated, my father originated from Castle Kerry up there. So you've got the barber's cheese up there. Um, so... When I was born, um, the farm at Zebra was very much pigs and cattle. So um, you milk the cows, you make the cheese out of the milk, and then you feed the whey back to the pigs. The pigs then fatten up and make dung. That dung then goes on the grass, feeds, feeds the cows. That was your Somerset sort of um, Dorset cycle, basically, yeah. for farming. Okay, and that and that was the great um, yeah, circle. So my my brother, um, he's very much into his pigs. So he won Smithfield Market um, Smithfield Show when he was about fourteen years old, um, and used to sell, sell boars and pigs all around the world. Did you say uh, when he was fourteen years old? Yeah, yeah. Wow. When he's four, yeah, no, he's start he's, young in the yeah, country. No, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so his his love of was, of school. Uh, was pigs. Um, and he does sheep as well. So he does sheep and pigs, and I do booze and moos, basically. Booze and moos. Booze and moos. I like that. Was that nearly yeah. the name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how long had you been dairy farming before this idea of vodka came along then? Um, oh, um, I sort of, what am I now? 51. So um, I left school, worked for auctioneers for about a year till they sort of probably put, couldn't put up with me. So um, ever since I was. 18 I suppose I've been dairy farming okay that's a long yeah. time and, yeah. and why all of a sudden then the uh, diversification into uh -huh. vodka what happened well, have you ever <laughs> we you, bored yeah have you ever milked cows <laughs> uh, surprisingly not am I about no, to no yeah. no 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 yeah <laughs> does it turn um, you yeah, to drink or? it does turn <laughs> you to drink um and you have a plenty of time to think okay um and no so you know milking cows sort of did that for myself milking for I don't know 18 20 years yeah, probably 18, 20 years. And um, you've got to get up in the morning. And this is seven days a week, twice a day, yeah, my understanding yeah, well, of cows. You yeah, can't switch them off, Most can you? of the time, it is seven days a week. Or you go to a party and um, you don't even get to bed at all. Um, so, um, yeah, so I've always drunk vodka because I needed a clear head in the morning. So um, that, <laughs> that was that was lots of water. Yeah, well, I, sleep I, I like to vodka. party as well. Yeah, so um, I've um, always drunk vodka, love vodka, and black cow was born out of kind of my love of vodka and that to um, work and play hard basically. And the actual trigger was a uh, was it a Polish chap or something that you were you came over? Is that how it started yeah, with you yeah. and Archie? Well, I, st I still well Joseph. He's he's still with me. He's um, he's a good chap. He uh, he started with me fifteen years ago, um, and I said so. He's Polish, so I said to him, right, Joseph, come on, you um, 
you obviously make vodka it's in Poland. You go, yes, 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 yes. What do you know? What can you make vodka out of? And he goes, well, you know, you make it out of anything with sugar. And I thought, oh, hold on, milk's got sugar. So then I started sort of googling, and you know, so for it to be um, for it to be vodka, it's got to be made from agricultural produce. So milk, agricultural produce. So. Um, and I knew that um, Genghis Khan, he used to make his mare's milk into alcohol. He managed to get up in the morning and accomplish a fair bit. So it must be pretty good alcohol. Um, so I didn't want to make um, um, milk a herd of horses. No. Um, they got longer legs and cows say, kick that, enough. Is that, is that worse cows than cows? kick enough, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I thought, right, let's make it out of the sugars of milk, basically. Presumably you had more cows than horses on tap anyway, uh, I guess. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Well, in the Valley of Zebra, there are a fair few horses because you've got um, a few trainers down there and okay. some things. So my father diversified into horses. Oh, really? Um, oh, so, so you had we, the choice we then. Have, you could, you we could have had, done horses. Yeah, we've got a fair history of diversification. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, so you have the idea, and where does Archie come into the mix? Because Archie's the co-founder. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I um, sort of came up with the idea of uh, making vodka um, out of milk, and once I made it, I tasted it and went, "Wow, this is actually amazing. This this could actually be more than just a hobby." Okay. Um, so um, uh, Archie was sort of. Um, he lives a couple of miles away. Um, known him for a few um, few years as well. So I sort of said, Arch, um, what do you think of this? And he went, wow, that's actually pretty good. Um, you know, this. so we sort of thought, right, okay, you, he's, he comes from a background of making commercials. He's a commercials director. So he's in that kind of marketing sort of thing. He's, um, does, he would have been used to um, short projects of, getting things done so um, um, and he and I my weaknesses would be his strengths and um, vice versa yeah um, and it works well basically. great so yeah. he's more the sort of the, the brand and marketing yeah. side is it a little yeah. bit then and you, yeah. you actually and, and the thing is, I am, cows yeah and I still do farm right so it's very hard for me to get away sometimes so um, so he does most of the travelings like when we're in the States he's very much um, he's very much the States so I've okay. had very little to do with that amazing um, so going back then we'll come we'll come back onto the brand and the market and how that's worked because it's been you know a, a brilliant partnership that we'll hear about but just going back to the vodka process itself so Nobody else is really making vodka out of milk because what's the mm-hmm. actual process it's yeast mm-hmm. and sugar and how mm-hmm. does it how mm-hmm. does it actually work? how do you make it so if I take you back through the whole yeah, of yeah, the Yeah, take me pitch, on the journey. Yeah. Okay, so basically, me being a dairy farmer, um, so we milk our cows twice a day. They're all grass-fed. So um, that milk is, then goes up to my uh, family, makes the cheese. So when you, so when you um, have that milk, you pasteurize the milk. The milk is pasteurized at 78 degrees. Alcohol comes off a still at 80 degrees, okay? So is so what we do is our first distillations, we do that up at the cheese factory, okay? So, um, because you're gonna try and utilize all that heat, as much heat as possible. One of the reasons we think we're probably one of the most sustainable vodkas, okay? So you um, pasteurize, your, um, pasteurize your milk, and because you pasteurize your milk, you then 
lost all the flavor in your cheese. So what we do is then add bacteria back to the cheese, um, and so which we'll try some of our cheese in a minute. Perfect. Um, and um, then you add your uh, vegetarian rennet, so our vodka's fine for, for, ve for vegetarians, not yeah. for vegans, okay. um, yeah. but for vegetarians. So then the curds then come off, so that goes to make your cheese, and then you're left with the whey, all right? So you drown, you um, drain your uh, curds. Um, the whey is then spun, so you take off the butter out of any whey, and then you sieve out the little bits of um, baby powder or the whey protein powder, which goes to make baby powder or whey protein drinks, and then you're left with the lactose, right? So the lactose, probably a very one of the cleanest sugars without any having to do any refining or anything like that. Okay, so those lactose, you then add a yeast, um, which brews it into a beer. But normally when you, uh, um, when you brew your, um, your barrel of beer, you um, put a little bubbly thing at the top. So those yeasts are anaerobic. So you basically, they're carbon dioxide, heavier than, than I feel as I'm giving you a science lesson. Yeah. Um, so basically the- I don't think anyone's really trying to recreate this at home, are they? <laughs> I don't think right, so then, uh, okay, so, so when you're brewing at home, so um, the carbon dioxide's heavier than air, so that pushes the air out through the, your little bubbly thing at the top, and that keeps it airtight. But the trouble is those, those yeasts will die in um, a lactic environment. So you've okay. got to find a yeast which will live in that lactic environment. And the thing is with those yeasts, they're aerobic. So right. they need air. So you've got to do a totally different way of brewing of where you're pumping air through the brew. Then that then converts those lactose into alcohol and then it's distilled. And is okay. this the sort of thing where you just looked it up on Google or did you actually have to just work um, this out through trial and well, error? The best things in life are trial and error. Really? So it, what, it hadn't been so done? It, well, it had been done before, um, but we were the first ones and the only ones to make our vodka entirely out of milk. Right. So, um, which makes it a very, I mean, you're dealing with such a raw, clean raw material. Yeah. It comes through in the vodka, it's very clean, it's very smooth, yeah, um, yeah. and it's very soft as in mineral content, because most people with their vodka would add, um, add water from a bubbling brook or a peaceful wood or tie an, uh, tow an art, um, uh, iceberg down from the <laughs> Arctic, um, which probably got plastic in it in any case yeah, nowadays. So, um, so everything in our vodka is milk. Right. All right, so... Um, yeah, yeah, and and that that sounds uh, complicated. That well, you, you've you've summarised it very quickly. But the process of trying to develop that yeast that was quite challenging, I understand, and um, and, the, and the filtration that followed. And, and yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So when um, you know, so I so basically, it's like Google is like an open university now. Yeah. So you go on Google, you find things out, and um, you have a look. So when I first. Um, found the yeast, which would work, but, you know, is the size of a um, the size of a flea, basically. Where did you find it? Um, well, it came from Holland, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, so then I had to grow it and, you know, nurture it. And as soon as you, because it's aerobic, as soon as you opened it up to look at it, you were inviting other yeasts in from the outside air, 
which would contaminate it. So it's quite a tricky process. Um, but um, I think we've mastered it now. You were quite we've motivated to persevere with that, weren't you? Um, <laughs> we were. We were. were and yeah. What were those early incarnations like, though? Was it, uh, was it, did you nail it pretty quickly or did it take some time? Um, no, it did, it did take some time. Yeah, no, it did take some time. Well, a couple of years, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, no, well, it was about a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of years. So, um, and um, I always brewed. Um, I used to brew when I was um, a kid. Okay. Um, Just beer. Beer. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so you yeah. understood some of the process. I at understood. Least, so. I understood brewing. I was thinking that otherwise was... that was some eureka moment when you just woke up and said, "Ah, milk, vodka. Yeah, here we go." No, but at no, least you, no. you understood the concept. It right. was a eureka moment when I tasted the actual first batch. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was just so good. Super. Super yeah. smooth. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the rest of the family. I mean, you've got a reputation then as being a dairy farmer. Did they look on and go, "Now this makes perfect sense, Jason"? Yeah, great. Or did they look at you and go, oh "My God, he's uh, he's, had, he's all, had a vodka too many." My father's always called me a bloody idiot. <laughs> uh, so and nothing's changed since then. Um, so um, and yeah, when I was walking around with my jam jar full of um, my. Um, my first um, distillations, they yeah, all th thought I was complete nuts, but yeah. I'm quite used to that. Because it's be very honest. different, isn't it? Not, not many people go from uh, yeah, traditional, you know, getting up every day and milking a cow to trying to launch a, what's become a global vodka business. Well, so. global, yeah. Um, no, I suppose they don't. Yeah, <laughs> no, no is the short answer. There's not, probably, there's, um, probably not so many drunken farmers as I am. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, although those are young farmers' parties, I forget the name of it, but I've got some, uh, some my, my wife's family live in uh, West Camel near Yeovil, and they okay. tell me some of the stories of, yeah, uh, of, yeah the young farmers' uh, union parties or whatever they are. They sound pretty good, so I can see. Right, yeah, no, see I was never it. a member of um, young farmers. Um, no? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not being rude, but it's probably too late, Jason. We're probably going to need to. But you might get invited as a, as, a, as a VIP if you bring enough bottles with you. So, um, so when did you sell the first bottle then? What year was that and who did you sell it to? Yeah, we sold our first bottle in May 2012. Um, Mark Hicks was our first um, chap who came on board and, and, and he's still... Um, he still has it. He's, I mean, he's been a great ambassador. He's a pretty good us. first customer, isn't he? It's not, he's, you know, start, he's, start he's high a, up. He's a very good first customer. Um, I mean, you go into his um, bars up in London. I mean, he's got black cow all over the front of his menus, cocktail list. Uh, every time he does, um, every time he does a recipe for the Telegraph or something, he's always starts off with a black cow cocktail. So yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. So, I bet. Um, yeah, I'm interviewing him actually in a few weeks for another podcast. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. So how quickly did it take off then? Because this is a very unique product, isn't it? Mark, Mark bought it and then what happened next? Um, basically, it's been trying to keep up ever since, basically. Really? Yeah, no, it has. It's been one of those sorts of um, pool kind of businesses where it's pulled you in the direction you've gone rather than having to push it, push it, push it. Um, yeah, I think the drinks industry love us because, you know, there's 150 dif different gins. And when we first started, I can remember going around Bristol and there was probably 12, 12 different vodkas behind the bar and not that many gins in those days. Um, and, you know, there would have been a vodka, a Polish five different Polish ones, Russian ones, filtered through diamonds, filtered through, you know, everyone in those days were blinging up their vodkas. Um, so 
now you go to Bristol, you find there's, um, and, and you know, Bournemouth, you probably find there's, there's five vodkas, you know, and now they've gone to a potato vodka, a rye vodka, um, a wheat vodka, and a milk vodka. And I like to think we've had something to do with that, where we've focused everyone's mind on the raw material that goes into mm. a vodka. So why is it that, because you're right, gin's had this, you know, incredible growth. I've had Rupert from Concord Gin on and, and, and we, you know, we have a big variety. With gin. And it, to be fair, at the minute, this, you know, gin is super in vogue still. I'm sure the bubble's yeah, yeah, about yeah. to burst because the growth in, in kind of artisan gin makers in the last yeah, five no, years has been was it, 100, 150 or something. Yeah. Tried, someone tried to tell me how many yeah, gins, gins there are. So, so why is there so much more gin than vodka? Is it the process that's, that's easier? Or? I, th I think the thing is with... I find that, and I don't want to be rude to a gin drinker, but um, I find that gin drinkers, they've probably got, I'd like to call them tarts, because they've, um, they've probably got five different gins at home. Every time they go out, they go, oh, I haven't tried that gin before, so they try that one. So there's, there isn't very many, there isn't very much brand loyalty. So I think that's sort of, that's kind of helped grow it. I think people have kind of, because it's fashionable, people have made themselves drink it, made themselves like it. Um, where I think with, with, with us, with um, Black Cow, we, um, I think we have some very loyal, loyal um, drinkers where people find us and they stick with us because we are different. It's, it is a good vodka. I know I make it. Yeah, yeah but I it's, it's unique. I do it? drink it as well. It yeah. is a good vodka. Yeah. And it's very versatile and, um, yeah, basically. Okay. So uh, instantaneously popular. Do you, know, do you remember how many uh, bottles you sold in the first year-ish? I don't, to be honest. No? I don't. Do you, know, do you remember uh, how many you drunk? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> even even uh, harder. I actually do. You do? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> because, when we, um, because when we first started... Jules, who's in the office there, she, you know, she, she's very good at making sure she takes account of stock and everything else. And I know how much was going through my house at one time, anyhow. So I think it was getting through uh, about 30 bottles a month. Okay. So, um, but, you know, I've got a busy house. That's yeah, I was going to say, that's, you've, got, that's my you've got a big family. Anyhow. The cows yeah. don't drink no, it. It's no, only, no, to be fair, it's only a bottle a day. It's only my so. wife and I, but we, we do have a fair few people walking in and out of the place. So um, I think, what did we sell our first, um, first year? Probably... 3,000 bottles, maybe. Okay. And, yeah. and then what was it last year? It's grown, because I want to talk a bit about the business. Was it 130,000? Yeah, did I hear no, something no, like that? it was. Yeah, no, it's, I think with, with everywhere else around the world, I think we probably did do about 130, 120, 130,000. So that, that, that literally blows my mind. I mean, I don't know how many percent that is, but it's a lot, isn't it? So that, that speed of growth, how on earth did you manage to ramp up supply that quickly? Good team. Yeah? Yeah, no, we, we've got a good team here. I mean, it's like you've got Archie and Helen. So Helen is uh, Archie's wife. Um, and she, uh, with Nova, does all the point of sale and that sort of thing. You have um, Kate and Rachel um, on sales. And Rachel does all the logistics, so keeping up with it. Um, yeah, no, it's a good team. Sean's been with me up from the start as well, doing it. Um, and... Yeah, we've sort of kept up some, I can remember um, 
the first Christmas or was it the second Christmas, we were, um, we were literally, as, as it was going out, Sean and I would be in at three o'clock in the morning making it and it was literally flying out the door. And who, who um, was that going to? Was that going to the supermarkets or to the bars no, and restaurants? No, was it? That was going to, um, I was going postal sales, websites. Um, that was going, so basically what we also do is, is sell our cheese as well. So when we make the vodka, the cheese, you know, so it is, it, in fairness, it goes great together. Yeah. So we also sell to the likes of Longman's and Hawkridge, where, so they sell the vodka as well. So they were picking up in those days, where they still do now, so. So how did you go about getting the word out there then when you, when you, when you, once you've nailed the product, I know Mark bought it, but were there some other techniques to, yeah, to get no, that kind we, of growth? Yeah, we, um, well, we would go into bars or delis and farm shops and farm shops in those days were sort of a bit of an untapped research, um, untapped um, kind of resource for the drinks industry. They would have a couple of local ciders, but the drinks distributors weren't distributing into them. So we would go to them and um, pick up a few farm shops, then hand them to the cheese monger and say, look, can you deliver our, our vodka? It's <laughs> nice, made yeah, from yeah, milk, yeah. it goes yeah, well with perfect. cheese. So then they would distribute it into those. Then we would go into bars, find out a few um, who, who wanted it, and then pick up a handful of customers. They may be Matthew Clark or LWC or Tollchards, and they would say, look, we got five customers for you. Can you take it on board? They would go, yeah, of course you can. And then we'd find out who were who your good customers. And then we were going to see them. And it, yeah, no, everyone actually is sort of been very inviting. And so um, you, you, you make that sound easy. I haven't interviewed a few people who, I'm um, Jimmy's iced coffee always makes me laugh, who actually, you know, pretty yeah, much well, had to we, dress up as a carton of coffee and go and. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. You we, didn't have to dress as a bottle of vodka and go no, and uh, shout and dance a cow outside. <laughs> nor a cow either. Um, so no, I've got away from fancy dress. So I guess far. that uniqueness of the uh, of the product has helped. And at the same time, into supermarkets. So did, did your, uh, you presumably had a pretty good knowledge of how to do that with the cheese was in the supermarkets anyway. Did that help or did this come in as a completely different route no no it's a completely different route i mean even though we we make cheese you know we sell our black cow cheddar and um we do our black cow vodka they're they're two different distributions so you couldn't you know one the family history with cheese with with family said you want to make it jace you want to do it so you have to do it okay. so they, they didn't, didn't give they didn't me too much start delivering they didn't boxes. give me too many um 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 too much help yeah um so yeah no so we've sort of made our own contacts and things so yeah so after we got after about three years we um, had a fair few customers and we had a, whole, um, a fair few wholesalers. We then sort of said, went to Mangrove, who are a distributor. Okay, so they then distribute into wholesalers and they've got, you know, a good a team of salespeople and they've got a good, um, a good stable, as I call it, a good stable of different spirits. So they can go into a bar in Leeds or wherever um, where it would cost us a fair bit of money to go in with one drink, but they're going in with 15, and they would say, well, try the vodka whilst they're trying something else. Um, so that sort of works. Okay, and, yeah. and that's been successful. You're now distributing all over the country? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's always more room. There's always yeah. more room. 
Um, so yeah, we're distributing all over the country, and and I think I think it's quite nice to build relationships rather than jump from one ship to another. And um, I think we get on well with the mangrove team as well. They're a yeah. good bunch. Okay. Does that mean you end up turning up in bars and just seeing your product on the shelf? And uh, has, has there been any particularly surprising places you've seen it? Um, well, Savoy, that's, that's not bad. But I, nice. and I, the thing is, I did, we, here we sat in the uh, bar and kitchen, and it's, it's ideal for um, having barmen down and show them our process and, um, um, and what drinks. And we had the top five bars down from London. Um, and it was a shame because I had to drive somewhere, um, so I couldn't drink anything all day. And, oh, wow, um, that's harsh. That, watching, that was watching, harsh. Yeah, that the, was harsh. So, so normally when I'm out in trades where um, I normally sort of stay the night or try and have a driver if I can, Yeah. because um, it's good fun. You need yeah. to open a little B&B here, don't you, because of how uh, far away you are? Because I was pretty gutted to arrive and be offered. I did get to try your, uh, your strawberry vodka, which we'll come on to. But, uh, yeah, you need a little... Uh, yeah, I just have a sofa. <laughs> people nod off for a few hours and then uh, I think they'd, um, yeah, ply them. She expects me to sleep in there. Um, <laughs> that's probably why we um, haven't, haven't got one. Yeah. Um, and you're now in most of the supermarkets in the country, is that right? Or, or about to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, last year we were in um, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, M&S, um, Majestic's, uh, Oddbin's. And then this year we've got, and I think it starts um, at the end of May, we start in Waitrose and Tesco's. Okay. So, yeah, no good. Any left? I was just thinking you could yeah, do it. There's, there's still Asda. <laughs> okay. Trying right, to get to duty got... free. We'd like to get duty free on board. Yeah. Um, it's good, good you've still got some yeah. goals. So yeah. where did the, because you, you ended up global. I think Archie threw some sort of big, party in america did he and got a load of a-listers what was that about because yeah, it's all sounding you know a little bit too um simplistic i appreciate they say you know 20 years of hard graft and here i am an overnight success it's that kind of yeah. story i suppose because you learned a lot about cows but yeah how did the u.s think well that's that's very much archie so archie's um so he's very good friends with um he's very good friends with mark hicks so they organized a um i think it was a, a sustainable uh menu where we, so we were doing the sustainable cocktails this was in california this is in yeah california and mark was doing the sustainable um um food and um yeah they had um who did they had ridley scott jake scott um they had the new star trek chap i forget his name <laughs> um and um who else did they have orlando bloon um, yeah, no, they had a fair few, fair few. It was, it was a good turnout. That must have felt pretty weird, wasn't it, as a as a farmer from Dorset to uh, to, to hear that they're all uh, drinking your booze yeah, or not? Yeah, no, it's, no, it's, it, it surprises me every day. But <clears throat> it it does surprise me every day how um, how well it's gone. Yeah, yeah, exciting. And what's the impact of that then? Are you now exporting to the US regularly? Or? Yeah, no, we send out to. Uh, to California, we're just about to go into uh, into New York and put it into a few nice bars over there. They've sort of asked for it, so that's cool. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Um, where are we? We're in Canada, um, Canada, Japan, Singapore, Hong Kong. 
I think Australia. you need Archie's job. Is this Archie going around the world, basically no, popping no, into bars Archie, in no, great Archie cities? Goes, <laughs> Archie goes to, um, he likes to go to America and Canada. Right. Um, I'll go anywhere where you get a bit of skiing. <laughs> okay, yeah, you do I get, get you do get out of the country. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, occasionally I get out of the country. And then Kate, Kate quite likes to travel. Um, who's our marketing's director, sort of thing. And um, so she ends up going east a bit. So she's been to Japan and Hong Kong and Singapore. So wow. um, okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah, the joys of the internet. You see, people it's, can actually find you now and. It's true. And the thing is where people come over into the bar staff, then they go back home and work in, in bars back there. They go, ooh, come across this amazing vodka. Yeah. So they want to get it out. And um, yeah, so people sort of like discover us. And do you, how do you, or do you, do you give any thought of striking that balance between how you can be in all of the supermarkets and become, you know, a, a brand and a, and a kind of home name, but also stay in the premium bars and still be in vogue? Do you, do you give that yeah. any thought? And has it been give a it challenge? A lot of thought. Yeah. Give it a lot of thought. Um, yeah, because some of the, you know, the trendy bars may not like you if you're in a, um, a more of a commercial bar. It is a, you know, it's a way up. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think people quite fall in love with the brand as well. You know, it, and it is a good vodka. Yeah, and, I would imagine and, it's possible. I mean, it's it so makes unique. the best uh, martinis. Mark Hicks would not serve a martini if it was anything else, basically. And you've got the lights of Savoy's, you know, pouring good martinis. And a barman, you know, just as much talent goes into filling a glass than a plate. And, yeah, they fall in love with it and they, you know, they don't want to give it up, basically. Yeah. I think you find. Yeah. You'd, you'd imagine... Uh, I think it's always it's always a challenge, and I think we've seen it with beers. When Brewdog was in Weatherspoons, you kind of think yeah, that seemed yeah. strange because because you know Brewdog seemed like the uh, I don't know the antidote in some ways to the kind of the, the the big bars. Having said that, they're then a route to market. People go into a Weatherspoons, and there's a lot of people in them. Have a Brewdog beer, and, and all of a sudden they go the, onto that craft beer day, kind of trajectory. You've, you've, you've got to work with with those sorts of places because you can't stop them from having it. Yes. Absolutely. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You can't. They, if you don't sell it to them, then they're just going to buy it from somewhere else. So you've just got to work with them and try and work with everyone. I think. Yeah. And, and, and I, 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 know, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. No, I think it's it, 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 yeah, it's interesting because you've observed it with other brand, I suppose. Um, I want to touch quickly on sustainability as well because I know that's becoming increasingly important. In fact, you mentioned yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. plastic in the Arctic already, so that's yeah. something that's important to you. I think you, one, you were quite excited by using, in essence, you know, a product that was being fed to pigs, I guess. But yeah, in what yeah. ways is, is black cow and sustainability operating? Yeah, I mean, farmers have got always got a uh, quite a good knack of of not making too much waste um, or using waste, basically. I mean, so you know. Um, you could say that whey is a waste product from making cheese, but it's, I mean, to me, we've always found a use for it. Um, so, I mean, we do think our vodka is probably one of the most sustainable because for a start, we're making it out of a waste, but, you know, um, um, a byproduct. Um, we, you know, when it's distilled for the first time, you're trying to utilize all that sort of waste heat. Um, and um, yeah, and, and our brand is very much um, using, you know, sustainable. I mean, every year, every year we do a cocktail competition. So the first year we did it out of um, 
foraging. Last year, we did it from um, no waste cocktails. So um, yeah, no, so it is, it is um, quite close to our hearts of um, waste and countryside and... I think, um, yeah, being located somewhere as beautiful as and, you are. And I like to think that Dorset is quite renowned for that as well. You know, it's the only, it's the only um, what is it, uh, county without a motorway. And, That's true. Yeah, so I mean, and people, you know, it's, people discover Dorset yeah, same way. As You're not far discovered. away from River Cottage, I guess, are you? In no, Hughes, no. Uh, so there was another um, one of our first customers as well. They picked it up um, um, fairly early as well. Yeah. Okay. And that's what's talking about. So you, you nailed the uh, plastic straw challenge. Is that right? Is that my right? I'm thinking you've got a gold-plated straw. Did I see that on your? <laughs> well, we have. We've got some up there. Look. Um, I'm not convinced on those. Personally, I feel a bit of a gerbil when I'm um, drinking out of one of those. Okay. So we've got some straw straws there as well, which are quite straw um, interesting. Straw? I've not seen those. So they're actually straws made from straw. Really? They're quite well. So yeah, we've got some bamboo is this, ones is this there. something you've made? or uh, um, No, 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 we haven't made those ones. Maybe <laughs> you didn't um, wake up one night and go, ah, oh, yes. No, just another pick chemi- a straw bell. Another, no, another chemistry. No, they're, they're, they work quite well. Do they? Do they last yeah. in a drink? Because of trouble with uh, paper um, yeah, ones no, they and stuff do. they fall Venice, apart. Me being a farmer, I do end up chewing on them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to definitely. Uh, I'm going to try one of those before we go because we, uh, we we use biodegradable ones and we've got to the point now as a business in in the restaurants and bars where we only give them out if we're asked to. But I think yeah, if somebody yeah. can nail that challenge, yeah. uh, same the, as the, no, the straw ones quite cups. good in fairness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? You know, you the the, the speed of growth. You've got a less celebrities. You you came up with this kind of you know crazy idea while sipping vodka. Uh, you've 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 gone global. When you look back of it, how do you? F- Feel? And could you have foreseen any of this? No, no. But I think that's that's due to the people involved. I mean, if I would, if I had sort of just done it on my own, I'd probably be be sort of doing a few farmers markets or something. But that's where you need that team of people that um, you know have the expertise in in other things which you are not an expert in. Basically, I mean. I did spend 20, 20 years um, behind a cow, um, <laughs> so I'm very good at grunting. Um, and 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 out of this out of this job, what I love is meeting the grassroots people behind the bar and just having a laugh. Yeah. And um, no, so you have yeah, Archie is very good with his commercial kind of experience, um, and yeah. We have Matt, who does our FD, keeps us in check, make sure we aren't spending too much money. Um, yeah, and everyone's got their own energy, um, and everyone's enthusiastic, basically. Has the, has the FD insisted on cutting down from a, a bottle a day? Or you, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Still, still being tracked. So uh, what's next, then? It's hard to imagine where you go from here. Is, is, is there, uh, are you going to diversify out of vodka, or have you got more to do in the, uh, in the vodka scene? Um, there's always there's always plenty to do. Um, I mean, so everyone's always said, "Why don't you make a gin?" I mean, the trouble is, I don't drink gin. I I'm not, and I feel as though you have to believe in something to do it. Um, and you know, so everyone said flavors and things like that. Where we found as though we didn't want to dilute our brand, um, and we wanted to show that we were the best vodka in the world. That best sort of you know gin starts from a vodka and we've got no reason to disguise the the um the original true vodka 
Um, and I think now that we've sort of done that since well, so many years, that's that six years, um, now we can sort of venture into doing a few flavors. So we've just done our, our strawberry one, which comes out in Sainsbury's in um, 22nd of May, I think. So that is, so we're doing that one. So that is got uh, about 10% strawberries in. So um, all once again, sustainable. So we've used sort of waste strawberries gone from that element. English? Um, of course. Um, Just checking. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, the bottle looks great. Archie and Helen worked on that. Um, so we've got that. So we'll see how that goes and see where that um, leads leads us. But there's plenty of other places to go. Like I said, you know, uh, there's other, like, duty-free be quite good. But, um, yeah. How do you, uh, strawberries and the seasonality then, how do you manage to do that all year? You, you have to freeze them or you make, make all of your yeah, no, we, vodka so we, in the summer? Yeah, we, we sort of freeze them and play about with them. Can't give us too many secrets, can I? <laughs> no, absolutely. Mind you, I think you, you, you probably got people to realise that it was quite hard at the point where you were trying to nail yeast that only mm. uh, only worked in lactose. I think at that point yeah. people went, yeah, I might yeah. do gin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might not start with the raw mm. with the raw product. Um, you still milking cows or have you managed to uh, get out of that bit now? No, well, I, personally, I, I'm not milking them so much. If I end up milking them, I've, um, I always see that the... The, the system is broken, basically. I like to think there's a few more stop gaps before I end up having to do it again. But um, but every morning I'm at six o'clock at the farm. So, um, yeah, so I do sort of six o'clock till uh, 9.30 on the farm and then I'm down here at 10 o'clock to do bunker and things. Something basically. in your farmer's DNA that you just have to start at that time of the I morning, know. isn't it? Is I, just, I still not, not been able to get that out of the system. No, no, I, in fairness, when we go places and I'm introducing myself, I'm always a farmer. Yeah. Yeah, I introduce really? myself as a farmer. Okay. I, yeah, definitely. Not, 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 not as a, a booze extraordinaire. No. To be fair, I always introduce myself as a, uh, a sort of sandwich maker as well. So uh, <laughs> are the, uh, do the family still think you're bonkers? Have they kind of, uh, have, have they... Uh sort of uh, said fair play you've pulled it off now has there been some uh, recognition um i most of my family um have said fair play yeah um, <laughs> yeah my father still thinks i'm a bloody idiot okay but, well, um, i think that's I, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's all in all families isn't it yeah yeah i'm sure uh, and i'm sure the banters appreciate so uh, i think particularly you having you know that diversification uh is phenomenal and i would imagine people come to you and ask for advice, and certainly food and drink is very in vogue, and there seems to be a lot more people kind of, um, you know, starting up uh, businesses in, in our industry. Do you ever uh, either get asked for advice, and have you, have you heard any business advice over the years where you go, my God, that's utter shit, that's definitely somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, or on the flip side, have you, have you heard any advice, or do you give any advice who wants to uh, become self-employed or open their own business where you go, yeah, that's the nugget, that's what you need to know? I thing is i'm still learning as well and yeah every day's a school day and i'm a great believer in that um, um there's there's i i think i think you have to do something you enjoy do you know you're on the planet for such a short time i yeah you have to you have to enjoy it and then i think if you're enjoying it then um you've got the motivation to do it i think that's the that's the where to start from um and um and luckily, you know, I've um, met people doing this job and, um, and there's always been people that um, are willing to help and, and I'm not too proud to, um, to take on that help as well. So, um, yeah, I would have thought. 
Yeah. So yeah, mentorship and do something you love. I think yeah, I don't think it yeah. starts with money, does it? Very rarely do people get into this thing and go, it's just about the cash. I think you've got to love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we started this, right? Archie and I, I think we put in 20 grand at the beginning, basically. And that was, um, and luckily we both had jobs at the time. So we sort of didn't pay yeah, we didn't pay um, ourselves for many years out of that. I'm thinking about it, the company probably still... Yeah, I was going to say, have you had it back, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Maybe the FD will yeah, up your yeah, votes yeah. or your, your vodka allowance. Yeah, and it's not to try and take money out of it. It's mm. in it. And everything we do, we chuck everything back in. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's all about <laughs> growing it. Yeah. You must be chucking it back in to go from three thousand bottles yeah, yeah, to one hundred and thirty thousand no, exactly. yeah, bottles. No, we just, just you know how many you're going to do next year? Well, I'm, I'm the target. So the target, I think, is trying to double for the next couple of years. Wow, yeah. every year. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what we're going to have a go at. So My goodness. Got, yeah, so we've got James who we've taken on board. No pressure, James. James is waving in the corner. Yeah, He's yeah. slightly perspiring now. He's yeah, got a double, no, exactly. so 130,000 so extra. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be man about town around Dorset in the south. He covers the south. And, um, yeah, Mangrove have, you know, got to do bits. And we, we've all got to do bits, basically, but got to do it with a smile on your face, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. It's got to be fun. Like you say, we don't, yeah. we don't, we don't live here long. Well, uh, you know, great, great story. Great to hear what you've done. Congratulations. And uh, it'd be great to have a look around in a second, as we said, yeah. around, around where you actually distill it. But um, where can people go to find out more uh, and to actually buy the product? Right, well... Well, if we, we can go, obviously, buy it on the internet, but um, I the would website? go, it's probably into this, you know, this year we've got, well, we've got Tesco's, Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Morrison's. Do you get in trouble if you miss um, one? Do they come yeah, and say? I know, I know. <laughs> They're going to be coming there, uh, putting, uh, the, putting the price down. Sank, um, so, and Majestic's, Odd Bins. Everywhere you go, and, you'll see. What's, well, the, web, what's the website address? We'd like to be everywhere. What's the website address? The website address is blackcow.co.uk, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Just Google it. Hey, yeah. use, use good old Google. And presumably yeah. you've got uh, Facebook and all the social channels and stuff like that. Of this. Yes, so, I was okay. I was um, sacked from our Twitter account. Were you? Were you too it. controversial? Well, well no. I, um, it was such a lovely day. Nice crisp, bit of snow on the ground. So I thought, do you know what? Perfect day for a, a Bloody Mary. Um, so I made a Bloody Mary, but um, we didn't at that stage have any branded glassware. Yeah. And I put it in a Smirnoff glass. <laughs> <laughs> and they took a look at it and said, Jason, you're not going anywhere Brilliant. near that anymore. And then anymore. deleted it off yeah, your phone. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, um, That's yeah, probably so we're a good on thing. all those places it's, as well. It's, it's endlessly time consuming. So, uh, yeah, you're probably best off to avoid it. Stay yeah. with the cows. Yeah. They probably make more sense than Twitter, yeah. if I'm honest. So, yeah. okay, great. Well, look, thank you. Thanks for sparing the time and thanks for the, uh, yeah, supplying the great vodka. We sell it as well. And, uh, yeah, it's a great product. So. Yeah, well, your place opens up um, this yeah, week. Yeah, literally, uh, well, yeah, we're, we're open tonight, but tomorrow properly. So, yeah, new restaurant tomorrow. By the time this goes out, uh, we'll, know how, it's, it we'll know how it's going. So, uh, right in the centre of Bournemouth Gardens. That's a great uh, opportunity okay. for plug Urban Gardens. Yeah, well, uh, make sure you're pouring plenty of black cow. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely will. James well, got actually. us on the um, yeah, cocktail list. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And uh, no, it'll work well because we're fundamentally in a How's garden. How's coming, do you say, James? <laughs> <laughs> uh, should so so we negotiate we the price live on, uh, yeah. on air, James? Is that, is that where we, could, we should have it? Yeah, shame that this podcast didn't go out, isn't it? Because we never managed to agree on the price. Uh, great. Thanks very much for your time. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, no, well, thanks for coming down. Cheers. Wow. 
So there you have it. You have reached the end of another episode of the Humans of Hospitality podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please go and visit our website, humansofhospitality.co.uk, for the show notes and extra episodes and information. And whilst you're there, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter and to receive free materials all about the humans behind our incredible industry. Lastly, if you could subscribe, rate and review this podcast, you will be massively helping me out and it would be hugely appreciated. Thank you so much. We'll be launching another podcast in just seven days time. Cheers. Cheers.